Hello and welcome back to That Park Life Podcast. I am Greg, joined as always by... Beth. <laughs> Beth. I think we're overall feeling We're feeling getting better. better. I, I don't want... I'm like, there. maybe have an ear infection, got some okay. mouth ulcers, which is just not fun, but uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. I don't think I okay. still feel, still sound sick, but... I did listen back to last week's episode and it was, it did kind of mm-hmm. make me giggle because I was like, we just both sound so sick. So <laughs> yeah, it is what it is, but uh, trying to yes. get it out of our system before our Europe trip. Excited about that. We've got all of our plans. Everything's booked so far. So just, you know, prayers up for that. Trying to get, trying to get yes. it all out, out Fing- of the system. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. We were saying, you know, better now than later, right? I feel mm-hmm. like things sometimes happen for a reason. If you're going to get sick, get it all out there now so that you can have a nice European yeah. trip. So Euro trip 2022 can go smoothly. That's right. For you. I'm also uh, trying just to get through the summer. You know how it is. I got, I get the yes. sads in the summer. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, Doug was like, well, you know, we're like pretty much like over halfway there. I was like, yep. I know we only have like a month and a half left pretty much. So I'm trying to be positive and stick to that. I don't know if I ever told you um, that I was reading a Rolling Stone article from Lana Del Rey, and she admitted she wrote the Summertime Sadness <gasps> song about you, Beth McDonald of South Carolina. Summertime Sad. <laughs> I remember hearing that song, and I was like, yes, yes, amen, amen to this song, Summertime Sadness. Speaking right to you oh, directly. Because I, some people, somebody else posted about it, and I'm like, yeah, most because most people get it in the wintertime, you know, I'm like, no, summer, hate yeah. it, hate it, it's just I could, so hot. I'm with you. It swapped when we when we moved from the northeast to you know Orlando, yeah. right? It's I have a friend who's it's um, the warmth. John John's in DC right now, and he texted me. He was like, "It's like ten thirty, and I'm already like so sweaty." I was like, "I don't envy <laughs> you at all." Like, no, no thanks. Oof, no thanks. Um, so a fun episode today. I have a, a couple of things I want to talk about for our big topic, and our big topic are some more go to mm-hmm. budget friendly meals. We've covered all four parks, and now we're switching over to those at the resorts. Obviously, there's a, a bunch of resorts, but yeah. we're, we're picking our our go to. Um, quick shout out to Matt, who I got an opportunity to meet in Tomorrowland um, yesterday at this yeah. point um, with his big old camera lens, and like. I always I feel like I'm always spotting people with big giant camera mm-hmm. lenses because ultimately it's like lens envy sometimes when I'm looking at people. But um, it's cool to be able to spot photographers, mm-hmm. you know, from like a mile away when they you're like, oh, what's your IG? I might follow you. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he does take really awesome photos, and he's on Instagram at Matt K Disney. If you'd like to follow along, that's my only. I mean, I'm gonna say that that's like kind of one of my pet peeves is a lot of these like photographers and people that have all these like Disney Instagram. And I'm like, Mm. I love following these people, but half the time I don't even know what they look like. So I'm like, can you just post like one picture somewhere (laughs) of your face? So we know what you look like. So if we are like in the wild and we see you or whatever, you know what I mean? I just want to know what you look like. It does help because we coordinated it, but yes. Um, Sometimes it's, it's like that scene from one of the Avengers movies was the last one. Um, where it was like, oh, we're using our fake names. Like, what's your Instagram name? Because, like, I don't right. necessarily know your right. real name. I mean, his is different because his name is you in You, like, his go name, to but... introduce yourself to somebody. It's like, from blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, I have no idea what you look like. So, cool. Yeah, I'm Greg at the Disney yeah. Greg or Greg, <laughs> co-host of that part of the podcast. Maybe you'll listen. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Um, but anyway, we were in Magic Kingdom. And um, my wife and I were there. We would, like, a kind of a short-ish trip because it's freaking July so and it's hot and I finally got my taste back and we were like we're going to mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom and we're going we didn't go to Cosmic Rays because we were in the mood I was in the mood for the Hail to the Leaf salad over at Columbia Harbor House 
Um, I hadn't had it in a while because, you know, stuff was going on with my tooth and then yeah. the vid. And then I was like, good, now I'm back. I got to get my meal. And that's one of our favorite places to, to go outside of Cosmic Rays. But anyway, we're in Tomorrowland and we're walking underneath um, or we're walking like by the purple mm-hmm. wall, right? Which now has a, a rainbow Mickey head out yeah. there um, from Pride Month, but it's still currently there right now. And um, I heard over the speaker from um, People Mover a, a piece of audio I'd never heard before. And it was a reference to a, a previous attraction. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to jot that in. They must have like quickly added that in. Um, but we didn't think anything of it. And then um, there was no line. So we went right on People Mover. And as we're sitting there, you know, we're just like doing our people over thing. Mm-hmm. We're catching our vibes. We're talking about something. And we are, we're zooming around past where um, Stitch's Great Escape used to be. And the narration was different. And we look at each other. We're like, what? oh, my God, it's new narration. And we had no idea yeah. that it was coming. And then I like frantically take out my phone and I'm trying to take some videos. So some of the videos in our story um, from that day was me like, oh my gosh, I can't yeah. believe it's a when new thing. When you texted so, me, I was like, wait, um, oh, wait, what, what? You were like, in other news. In yes. other news. <laughs> yes. So I immediately hopped on to the enemy's uh, Twitter account because although I don't like mm. them, they do often post news today quickly. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily like their attitude about everything, but um, they are a reliable source for for certain information. And sure enough, on there? July 1st, 2022 was the debut of it. Yes. And we didn't even know. We, we The park had only been open for like two well, hours. Well, it was when the we birthday there, so. of People Mover, was it not? Turns okay. out 40 something, I forget the number of years now, 44, something like yeah. that. Anyway, I should probably know, but it's been a while since it's, um, but yeah, it's the anniversary of it opening in whatever year that was that it opened. So um, yeah, so Which if, if everyone could. Like yes. And I, I mean, I, I went back and I found out that they had posted a um something on some disney career or something uh a casting call for the voice mm, oh. um, so we've like okay i think we like i think i forgot about it just out of sight out of mind forgot but anyway okay so i'm hoping everyone will take a little journey with me for a moment we're about to take a little um unscheduled deep dive into people mover as inspired by the new narration that debuted july 1st of 2022 it is the fifth version of the narration since the Opening. um attraction opened 40 plus years ago and the reason for this deep dive is because the narration includes so many Easter eggs in it that if you don't necessarily remember or have never known some of the history of Tomorrowland, it's going to go over your head. And to me, that's why I think this narration it's is great. the yeah. best. Because there's stuff in there for people who are fans mm-hmm. of Tomorrowland. And instead of, sometimes I think the perception is that Disney IP gets like jammed into yeah. things. But this is like, the opposite it's it's self-referential as opposed to throwing in movie characters right. so um those of us who have been around a while i think are really going to like the tomorrowland and if you don't know some of these things i'm here to explain a couple things and i have some bits of sound um but um they brought back orac if you i don't even know if you remember i had to like do some digging because i hadn't heard that phrase in a while but the voice of orac the commuter computer was part of the second narration, like the guy's voice, like the character referred to himself as Orac, yeah. and that went away okay. for a couple of generations and is now back. He is now Orac 5, and I mentioned this is the fifth yeah. iteration of it, so of course it's Orac 5. Um, the original Orac debuted in June of 1985 and lasted through June of 94, so we had, what was that, nine years of Orac. So it's been a while right. since 94 since we've had an Orac, so like that's what I'm talking about. We're like going old school with some uh, Tomorrowland stuff. So um, let's play some sound clips from the new narration of the People Mover. This is not the whole ride. I'm not going to give you like 12 minutes of audio here. It's a couple of Which clips I'm like, here and there, <sighs> some like high points. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, 
Um, but here's a couple things. So this is the beginning of the attraction okay. now. This is the TTA Blue Line, nonstop service around Tomorrowland. Greetings, intergalactic travelers. Welcome aboard the People Mover, presented by Enterprise. I'm Morak Files, your guide aboard this highway in the sky, the absolute best way to see Tomorrowland. And my stars, is there ever lots to see? From spacecraft to monster labs, there's really nothing like today in Tomorrowland. Even that sounds like Greg Kinnear, does it not? I don't know. who It's bugging me it's that I can't figure out who like, it is, but it could from be. From what I'm hearing, I'm like, it just straight up sounds like Greg Kinnear. It's probably not. It just sounds like him. It's fake Greg yeah. Kinnear. So um, they even refer to it being the blue line. Mm -hmm. You may remember when we did our, our deep dive on People Mover a while ago, the storyline is that there's different lines because it was meant to be part of a city, just like in right. New York City where certain trains go certain directions, right? So like that doesn't, that is new, like new but old, if that right. makes any sense, right? So a classic has returned. So let's keep going here. Some more um, audio from People Mover. The next station is Tomorrowland Urban Planning and Star Traders. Transfer to Green and Red Lines. Don't worry, your express train keeps on rolling through the future, right by two of my favorite spots. First up, Progress City, Walt Disney's amazing dream for a community of tomorrow. Did you know Progress City inspired Epcot? And a lot of the visionary ideas throughout Walt Disney World. Look, there's even a tiny people mover. I wonder if that means there's a tiny aura. So a couple things. Yeah. I love that they refer to the fact that there's a people mover in right. the Progress City because I've always like thought about that. And then something I forgot to mention in the first clip is they brought the chime back. Yeah, it's like boom, if you've boom, been boom. on the Skyliner anytime, yeah, like this the chime happens before the speech comes on, and that was something that was from mm -hmm. old People Mover, and they stopped doing it. I don't know <laughs> why, but they did. Um, so yeah, so there's a little bit more of that, and of course they changed the narration of the Progress City, but I feel right. like it's all making sense so far. And they talk about Star Traders being like a drop off to get on the red line or the green line. Yes, right? So just more like storyline of Tomorrowland. Mm -hmm. I didn't grab the audio of it, but they also refer to, so now as you pass Mickey Star Traders and you come out and there's Speedway on one side, um, there's also a mention of Tron yeah. Light Cycle yeah. because, you know, that's an attraction that's going to be, and they didn't say coming soon. They just made it sound like it's It's already there. there, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it's like future-proofing. Okay, so now let's go into where you enter Space Mountain and something that isn't in this location, it is there. I feel like I need to tell you they do the paging Miss Tomorrow business. Okay. But it's not when you first enter mm. Space Mountain anymore. Okay. This is what it is instead. This is Starboard 75. Or as we locals call it, Space Mountain. Our high-speed rocket port to distant deep space destinations. Let relaxation wash over you at the most refreshing retreat in the galaxy, the coral moons of IC7. You H2O it to yourself. Look today. Come on, they tossed a dad joke in yeah, there? Yeah, you H2O it to yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I love it. So again, they do the paging Mr. Mara thing. It's just as you're uh, exiting Space Mountain. Mm. But the reason I love this is that when you're in that tunnel and you see the Starport 75, if you look over the edge, you see the scenes that you would see when you're in what used to be the moving walkway, but is now a physical walkway. Um, but they're talking about the scene that you see, right? Like they're right. talking about the things that you, as opposed to a random paging Mr. Mara, which doesn't really make sense in that specific location. Yeah. So it happens as you're exiting 
um, Space, Na- Space Mountain now, which I think is like fine. Mm-hmm. Um, also, as you exit Space Mountain, you know, really as you're entering and exiting, that's when the track is narrowed and you're close. And we talked about it last week on our unspoken Disney traditions where as a kid, I would often try to like extend my arm out to give it a high five yeah. or to be safer, at least wave. But there was a phrase that old people mover used to use about keeping your arms and legs inside the vehicle. Yes, and <laughs> this is uh, a little clip. Attention all visitors from Galaxy M31. Please keep forward-facing tentacles clear on kind of vehicles. Thank you. So a small thing. Forward-facing tentacles. Know. People know. That's right. I know there are people out there listening right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're talking about forward-facing tentacles. And like, what does that even mean? But it's something that they did back in the day and they brought it back mm-hmm. and Greg's very happy about it. Love it. Love it. Um, and the last thing, uh, the last piece of audio I have, and again, this isn't even everything. Yeah. I feel like there's some fun stuff that you want to hear when you're when you're there. But this is as you are now coming out of uh, Buzz Lightyear and Buzz is still, that fake Tim Allen is still there. Okay. Um, and then you come around the corner, and this is where you would, like, see the castle finally, mm-hmm. right? As you're approaching Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. So this is a little bit of Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, and then the end of the attraction kind of spliced together. Now approaching Monsters, Incorporated Laugh Floor. Mike Wazowski has brought in some real monsters of comedy. Whether you have one high or nine, take the time to see this show. Now approaching Tomorrowland Transit Authority Station. My fellow sentient life forms, our people mover journey has nearly come full orbit. Thanks for riding with us. It's been a pleasure to have you aboard. And even though we're concluding, this is always my favorite part. Because now is the time, now is the best time to go out and explore tomorrow, today. See you in the future. A couple of things to unpack. Explore tomorrow today. Yes, that's an old time phrase that was brought back. Um, they referenced the now is the time, now is the best time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that's from? Mm-mm. I had to have my memory jogged on this. Um, I'll allow the, you listening right now in your car if you want to say it out loud to it. yourself. You knew it. There it is. That was a, a part of Carousel of Progress mm. from like early on. And if you don't know the song, I wrote a little clip of it because now it's going to be in your head. Now is the time, now is the best time, now is the best time of your life. Life is a prize, live every minute, open your eyes and watch how you win. And if you haven't heard that song in a while, um, correction, you have heard it because they play it. It's part of the Tomorrowland area music. Mm. It's just the instrumental version of it, so you might not even know that's what it was. Um, But I think it's so cool because they play it leading up to that clip. I just edited it out so that we're not it wasn't a four minute audio clip so um and then as you're approaching monsters inc laugh floor they say whether you have one eye or nine mm-hmm. you may remember the character nine eyes yeah. from the timekeeper the robin williams robot thing that used to be where monsters inc laugh floor was mm-hmm. so again if you didn't know that that's just like a well it's a weird thing to say but if you know you know and it was another great reference to old school Man, tomorrow so many like, easter eggs so many things they also have uh, a line in there something to the effect of if you have wings a jetpack or a gravity something basically like please don't fly out but there was an attraction that that was there before buzz lightyear before delta dream flight called if you had wings mm-hmm. so they're referencing that attraction and they also describe um uh the astro orbiter attraction um earlier in people mover um in like a, it's like the 
something about so showing celestial harmony for the League of Planets or something, but did you know that it used to be referred to as the League of Planets Astro Orbiter in the 90s? Mm. So, like, again, it's such an yeah. old 90s reference that I didn't even know I had to read about it. Um, so, yeah, there's just a couple of clips from the People Mover uh, to, to really hopefully let you see some of the Easter eggs that are there because I know you and I take People Mover very yeah. seriously. Mm -hmm. I have my shirt so on. So the idea, oh, yeah, no, right well, it's there it is. Space Mountain, actually. This one's it's Space Mountain. Mountain, but it does say Paging Mr. Mr. Morrow on it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, so if you're nervous about change in general, I, I hope that you like the change because I really think it's such a cool... Um, look into the past of Tomorrowland. Mm -hmm. I just think like there's so many, I didn't even name all of them. There's such a, a cool series of Easter eggs, audio Easter eggs in the new narration of the People Mover. And thus wraps this, this episode's version of Greg takes us into the deep dive of Disney University. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Professor. Um, yes. One other thing, if I may, uh, well, it's just like a ton of sound today, mm -hmm. but Hey, it's a podcast. We like sound. Um, you may know that there is a new cruise ship as part of Disney yes. Cruise Line, the Disney Wish, and they had their christening ceremony mm -hmm. last week. And I, if you missed it, I have a little clip because I like it when we get to hear live versions of classic Disney songs, yeah. let's say. And Anika Noni Rose came out. She is the voice of Tiana. And of course, Tiana in general is in the news right now, but more on that later yeah. during News Nugs. Um, but Anika came out and sang Wishes. Like the nighttime spectacular from Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And I thought I would share a little bit of that to, uh, I don't know, put you in a good mood. I wish I could sing. She hitting those Mariah Carey notes. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if your windshield broke, if, uh, if you had that turned up. Did Reba hear it? <laughs> no, luckily I have headphones. And I actually did look over to see if like she could hear she it from my, from my earbuds, but no. She's like, well, she is those, still panicked about the weather. those decibels. <laughs> yes. So good. So, yes. And um, I just think it's cool to be able to hear like a live version of that, like mm -hmm. a differently arranged version of Wishes. Yeah. So. There you go. Makes sense for the Looks Disney like their maiden voyage um, was like amazing. Like the their send off like was awesome. Yeah, I saw a lot and of it people didn't get canceled. Right, like the other ones saw a lot so. of people posting. Um, just you know who were on the ship, and I'm like, man, so cool. <clears throat> it does look really cool. I'm I'm jealous. Still haven't been on a cruise. Working on it though. So you're going. Don't worry. Um, I am, did we talk about that on on the big podcast? I don't think we did. I think I we only talked we about it on our bonus episode. Spoiler alert: I, Greg's going on an Alaskan I, Disney cruise. <laughs> I, 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 for work, for work. Um, I will, Stop. I will be, um, uh, doing an Alaskan cruise aboard so the exciting. wonder, I think. When is that again? The names of the ships. Uh, is it August? Uh, late August. August. Yeah, okay. late August. Cool. 
Very excited about that. Um, I literally have dreams once a week since I found out about like being on a cruise and like a taking on water. Oh and, no! Like I'm just really hoping you get to see some live whales. That would be cool. I know. So like, I, obviously, the algorithm, like the general life algorithm of social media, knows I am going because I've been talking about it. So like mm, now I've been getting mm-hmm. videos show up on my TikTok and my Instagram, and one. One uh, video came up. It was like the first time I ever saw a baby whale was on the Disney whatever cruise wow. to Alaska. I was like, oh, well, that's me yeah. in, a, in like a month, month and a half. So cool. Uh, all right. So we're here today to talk more about food because ha- hashtag food motivated. That's right. Um, we've done our go-to budget meals in all four parks. Um, so now let's turn to the Walt Disney World Resorts and give our list of some top budget meals, yeah. which really just means quick service meals because obviously some of the resort most of the resorts have table service options as well not quite budget friendly and um i'll tell you for lunch and for dinner i have two options because i have i have kind of a lot of favorites yeah, so do. i don't want to limit it and some like probably one or two of these i talk about a lot anyway so if you're new it'll be new to you but if you've been around for a while it won't be news but it is a great reminder of some of the great things that I like at some of the quick service places across the resort. So my disclaimer is that none of my meals are healthy. So okay, you know what? Th- good. You're I'm on, on vacation. full vacation mode. So, <laughs> but they're still budget friendly. So all right. So uh, we'll start with breakfast as always. Yes. Would you like to kick us off? Sure, I'll kick us off. I I'm going to take us over to Port Orleans to oh. the Scat Cats Club Cafe. Ooh. And it does open early. It opens at 7 a.m. Because I was like, this is what I, like, I'm just making sure that they do open early. Um, yes. 7 a.m. And I'm going for the Mickey-shaped beignets. Okay. Because who, oh. who doesn't love a good powdered donut for, for breakfast? Yeah. Um, And there's some different options here. Because you can get the six beignets, you can get three beignets, or you can do the specialty ones. So there are some options. I think they're all budget-friendly. Mm. Um, The sixth be- sixth. Well, I don't know why there's a T on the end of that. Uh, the six beignets, you get one dipping sauce with that, and they're ten ninety nine. Um, okay. You can get the three beignets with one dipping sauce for six ninety nine, or mm-hmm. you can do the specialty beignets for three forty nine. Um, and I've pulled up the dipping sauces just to give you like an idea. So specialty beignets that they do, you get a choice of raspberry, cinnamon, sugar, or chocolate. Ooh, which amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can do, uh, the, your choice of dipping sauces wanted to like run through those. It's salted caramel, strawberry, chicory, chocolate, ganache. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a great drag name. Mm-hmm. Chicory, chocolate, ganache. <laughs> it's not like silk, silky nutmeg who I can't stand. Anyways, no. moving on. No, I didn't like her. Um, but yeah, and they have, uh, let's see, they've got the Baton Rouge beignets. Those are $9.99. It's two beignets jazzed up. With your choice of Bailey's Irish Cream, Kahlua, or Rum Ramshada. So if you really like want to get some boozy beignets, you can do that too in the morning. I, no one's gonna judge you. You're on you're on vacation. Get it jazzed up. Mm-hmm. Staying on brand there, That's staying in the theme. Right. Um, and they also, if you happen to have a gluten allergy, they do also have gluten free beignets mm-hmm. there. It's something that my wife Nicole gets to take part in as well. So I know yeah. we have some gluten free listeners. So just FYI, there is an option out there. And for they you. do have coffee there. You can get a cafe au lait. You can get fresh brewed uh, Joffrey's coffee. You can get espresso there too. So if you like want to get beignets and add a coffee to it, you can. Um, but yeah. So I mean. That's budget friendly and delicious. Yeah. And just the boozy beignets. Um, and I think some of the specialty ones are not Mickey shaped. So if you're looking for a Mickey shaped, you know. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Got to um, I, I, maybe I wouldn't recommend the boozy one for breakfast, but yeah. you're on vacation. So figure it out. Um, 
you know, my breakfast choice is not far from your location, and it might seem a little random, but I would like to say first that what I'm about to tell you is really available, I think, at every quick service location. Yeah, I was looking um, at some of the menus, and I'm like, I think yes. a lot of these things, that, a lot of the things yeah. that I was seeing, I'm like, they're offered, like, pretty much everywhere. Like everywhere, so. yes. But there's a reason why I chose this location. Okay. So I'm going to the sister resort of Port Orleans French Quarter over to Port Orleans Riverside because earlier this year... I, um, one, it's one of my favorite resorts to run around. So when the weather permits, mm -hmm. which is like six months out of the year here right now, this is not the time. Um, I've been doing a lot of longer distant runs over at the Port Orleans resorts cause it's great cause there's two, you know, adjoining resorts. So it allows for a lot of running. Mm -hmm. So, um, earlier this year after a 10 mile run, I was like, you know what? I know I could go home and eat breakfast, but I just really want to eat it. Like I just was in the mood to eat. Yeah. So um, I happened to get the waffle bounty platter over at the Riverside Mill Food Court at Riverside. But what was unique about this location is that the waffle that came with it was Minnie Mouse shaped. Mm. Now, most other places have Mickey Mouse. And I thought, you know, what a nice, what a nice difference to get a little Minnie because Minnie deserves her time uh, in, the, in the waffle spotlight That's as right. well. So Minnie shaped waffles, scrambled eggs, breakfast potatoes, choice of bacon or sausage. And incidentally, the last time I went, they gave me like a pound of bacon. I picked up like one strip of it and like a house of bacon came with it. You're it was like, like yep. a ton of bacon. Um, and I did what I now do, thanks to training um, from my wife, Nicole, is I brought home a little bacon for Miss Reba and she <laughs> loved it. As soon as I walked in the house, she was like, <laughs> she's like, you have bacon. Yeah, she knows. She knows what it is. So the uh, waffle bounty platter, again, like I mentioned, available at most places, mm -hmm. but I just figured it's fun to talk about a mini mouse version of it. It's twelve forty nine, but it is, a, I probably, if I was with someone, I happened to be alone because I was running around, I easily could have split that with somebody. It's a lot of food. Yeah. Um, and even though I did a 10 mile run, it still was too much food for me. So yeah. that's why I know that's twelve forty nine to me is not a bad price for that because you could easily split that. And that's budgetary, you know? Yeah. Because we're, like, we always say this in the beginning, but it, we're usually, like, around the $15 mark. That's, like, yep. for us, that's um, budget, so. For Disney, that's for budget. For Disney budget, yes. yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's go into lunch. Let's do lunch. Um, do you want to do your first one, and then I'll do mine, and then you do your second one? Yeah. Okay. So um, I'll start at one of my two lunch options. A, a true go-to lunch option is over at Artist Palette at Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort. It's the quick service location there. It is the Saratoga salad with chicken. And yeah, I'm getting excited about a salad because it's actually really good. Mm. Like really, really good. It is um, mixed greens, dried blueberries, dried cranberries, Sliced up apples, spiced walnuts, croutons, and a lemon poppy seed dressing. Mm. And it's a lot of salad. Yeah. Like it's, they jam pack it in the bowl in the little like container. And um, I always feel full but not gross after I eat it. And it's eleven twenty nine, and it is such a good and I'm going to say healthy as yeah. far as Disney food is concerned. Um, obviously a, a low fat option. Um, low carb option for the most part. You can skip the croutons if you really want to. I Ugh, often do actually, because the spiced walnuts are so good, yeah. and there's so much else going on in the salad that I don't mind skipping the croutons. But um, I really do think it's a great a great meal. And again, it's eleven twenty nine, so sh certainly under that fifteen dollar mark. Yeah, and it's a great lunch. Feel good when I eat, whenever I eat it. Refreshing too, because the blueberries and the cranberries in there. Yeah. Oof oof. oof. That actually sounds really good. I kind of mm. like. No, I'm kind of hungry. Um, as always, I feel like lunch and dinner options for us are like interchangeable. So I just went with, um, 
this lunch option, but I would also do it for dinner. And yeah. I'm going over to Captain Cook's at the Polynesian Resort, oh. which I, I figured you would be there too, but I was like, mm-hmm. I knew we would have different items. Um, yeah. And for me, it's the pulled pork nachos because oh. it is only $9.99 and it's like a hearty like meal. Um, so mm-hmm. it's obviously it's like nacho chips, um, but they're more, I think like they're like thicker. It's not like a, your regular tortilla chip. They're a little bit thicker than that. Okay. Um, and it's topped with cheese, spicy mayonnaise, pico de gallo, and pineapple salsa. Um, and obviously pulled pork. So mm. I just remember like every time we've gotten it, we're like, it's like a good portion of a meal. So if you're really hungry yeah. and you're wanting something not super healthy, uh, Captain Cook's is the place and it's nine ninety nine. I think, I think the key there is the pineapple salsa. The pineapple right? salsa. Like a little yes. tropical flavor. That's what makes it for me. Because I was like, yes. the spicy mayonnaise is good. The cheese is good. But it's that pineapple salsa for me that does it. With like mixed yeah. with the pulled pork. It's just super good. Plus, what a fun vibe over there, right? Yeah. I mean, even if you're not staying at, at the Polynesian, mm-hmm. it is not, you know, it's not a bad ride over from the Magic Kingdom. Um, so if you're having like an explore day, I feel like often mm-hmm. um, people on the day they travel in from wherever they are, they don't maybe have a park reservation. So um, you could easily take a bus to Magic Kingdom and Monorail over to any one of the Monorail resorts, including the, the Polynesian, yeah. and get yourself some a fun lunch option that, I don't know about you, I don't typically eat that for lunch at home, no. right? So I would be motivated to eat that kind of thing. Right. Um, I'm going to come back to Captain Cook's later on my list mm-hmm. um, for dinner. But really, like you mentioned, lunch and dinner is generally um, you know interchangeable. And the menus are generally the, the same. same at quick service yeah. locations for lunch and dinner. Sometimes there's a few differences, but... I think everything we're mentioning here are available at both meals of the day. But technically for lunch, I had jotted down this. And this is available at two locations, actually. And they're right next to each other. It's either at Everything Pop at Pop Century or the Landscape of Flavors at Art of Animation Resort. And they're connected there by Hourglass Lake. It's also with the Skyliner Station right there. So if you're staying at Caribbean Beach, Riviera, or Beach Club, Yacht Club, Boardwalk, or whatever, you could easily get to these resorts. Um, from the Skyline, or we can pop over from you know Epcot or Hollywood Studios if you want a little break from the park. But um, it's a grilled chicken sandwich. So I just want to say that it's nothing fancy or anything, okay, mm-hmm. right? They Pop Century, Art of Animation, not known for Italian food here, okay, <laughs> right? Like they're, they're value resorts, and I think they're fun value resorts, but we've gone to Pop Century or Art like just to eat sometimes, just to like we were just in the mood for this meal. So it's the grilled chicken sandwich. So it's got chicken breast, fresh mozzarella, or, as some of my family would say, fresh mozzarella. Mozzarella. Uh, yes. Uh, basil, aioli, balsamic mm. glaze, arugula, and tomato mm-hmm. on a toasted brioche mm-hmm. bun. Keep going. Served with, served with <laughs> fries. Yum. Um, and the fries kind of, like, makes you th- remember that you're on vacation. And I feel like the sandwich isn't – it's, like, another, another one of those things where I find it refreshing and it doesn't weigh me down. The fries made me a little bit of weight. Yeah. But – the grilled chicken and the cheese and the aioli and the balsamic and the, I usually get no tomato because that's just my th- I don't really like tomatoes but um, just I think it's a great sandwich. It's twelve twenty nine, so not a not a wallet breaker there yeah. either. Um, and again, that's available at Pop or um, Art of Animation Quick Service. And the, the side comes with that, right, for the twelve. Yep, that that? includes um, the fries. And I don't know if we specifically said it, but it's Disney, and none of the meals come with a beverage. Of course, you can just get a cup of water, but beverages are always separate. Unless you're getting a kid's meal, different story, but these are the adult-sized meals. Yeah. Yum. All right, are we ready for dinner? Yeah. You got two for dinner, right? I do. All right, let's let's hear your first one. Okay. Um, We'll start at Captain Cook's then, because we kind of already talked about that, and of course, that's over at the Polynesian Village Resort. And I feel like I've talked about it a bunch semi-recently because I semi-recently had it. Yeah. But, of course, I'm choosing the Thai coconut meatballs, mm. 
Ooh, I, every time I even say the name of them, my mouth starts to water a little bit. I just think they're so good. And I don't really eat beef a lot. I don't know about you, but I feel yeah. like I'm pretty selective of how often I'm eating beef. I'm usually eating some type of poultry instead. But these are house-made all-beef chili garlic meatballs. And I feel like you could stop right yeah. there, right? House-made all-beef chili garlic meatballs. But they are cooked in a coconut cream sauce and served over white rice. And it's like what I'm going to call the good type of white rice that's like extra sticky the way basmati. that I remember Chinese. I like it could be, but I, f- I feel like it just reminds me of good Chinese food. Yeah, it's the like a longer, white rice. it's a longer grain rice, I think. Yeah, ooh, I I really like it. It's I, I think it's usually three meatballs, mm-hmm. but they're decently sized and I always feel full after I eat that. And again, I full, feel full, but not gross. Yeah. Um, nothing really deep fried here. Um, well, because in so, reality, if you were to uh, take that amount of meat and like make it into a burger patty, like that's a pretty big pat. You know what I mean? It's like a burger like, and a half. Like it's a good yeah. size of yes. uh, beef. Yep. So these Thai coconut meatballs are $10.49. So $10.49, which is a good price and mm-hmm. it's a full freaking meal. So yeah. it, it definitely gets my stamp of approval. And for that price, you could get a drink if you wanted to. Like you could add yeah, a right? drink Yeah, right. Toss in a bed. So get a small drink. You can refill it while you're sitting in there. Yeah. Um, okay, my dinner location is at Primo Piatto. I don't know if that's how you say it. Primo Piatto? It is. Okay, Do you I know what it right. means? Um, it means the best dish, oh, in case you're wondering. The best dish at Riviera yes. Resort, if you will. This is off of the uh, Skyliner, so I just thought if you're like anywhere on the Skyliner Trail or you're in Hollywood Studios, it's a great like hopover. Um, but it's mm-hmm. just the bacon cheddar burger over there. Ooh. It is a third pound grilled signature blend burger with brisket and chuck topped with bacon. It's all the meats, okay? Mm. It's aged cheddar <laughs> with it, shredded lettuce, tomato, and the kicker here is garlic mayonnaise. Um, and it's on a toasted brioche bun, and it's served with your choice of side. Obviously, I would get fries. Uh, mm. More specifically, the Romano and herbed fries. Ooh. Or Romano, however you say it. Romano. Roma- like Ray Romano. Yeah, Romano and herbed fries. Um just to give another little zhuzh there for you. But yes. to me, I'm like, man, if I want like a, just a big old burger, <laughs> which now I'm like, do I want five guys today? Maybe. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And it's only twelve ninety nine. So the oh. fact that you're getting this like big burger, tons of, you know, it's like a good hearty meal uh, with French fries for twelve ninety nine. Yes. I that's a pretty good price. Yeah, plus it's a fun place to visit. Mm-hmm. I haven't had that burger. I've had, I think it's just called the cheddar burger. Yeah, there. they have just like a regular cheeseburger too, which looks yeah. amazing as well. It was good, and I think I like it when they um, zhuzh up their fries in general. Mm-hmm. Like when there's a lo- if there are certain Disney locations that do they do a little extra with their fries, like commissary at Hollywood Studios, they have steak fries instead yes. of the like the thinner shoestring fries. But the fries there at Riviera are the same size, but they are done up a little bit differently. So the Romano Parmesan, yeah. it's it's a little extra. <laughs> that's like oh, you know what? This is pretty good. Delicious. So great choice. Yeah. Um. I'll round out our meals here by taking us over to a place I've talked to quite a bit, Gasparilla Island <laughs> Grill over at uh, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. Um, m- most recently, though, I had this like tooth thing. So we went there um, and I got the macaroni and cheese. But by the way, here's a fun fact, and this is not on my list. The macaroni and cheese there is house made. It's excellent. But it comes with a side, but it doesn't tell you that. So you mobile order the um, macaroni and cheese, and it doesn't say anything about a side. But when they give it to you, it's the macaroni and cheese, which, by the way, excellent, mm-hmm. but a side of French fries. And it's like, mm. I'm not complaining because like, I'm still a child, right? Like, give me mac and cheese, give me fries. Yeah. 
So like, all right, I'll take it. But anyway, the meal that I'm talking about for our go-to budget meals mm-hmm. at the resorts is the chicken and brie sandwich. Mm-hmm. And this is it, man. This is the one. This is probably my all-time favorite quick service outside of the parks meal um, anywhere. So it is a uh, sandwich. It's grilled chicken breast, a couple of slices of ham, a big old hunk of fresh brie cheese Mm -hmm. and ooh, they just do it right every time um it also has spinach raspberry mustard and mayo on a brioche bun and it's served either with fries or their house chips and i usually get the house chips over the fries um in my mind it's healthier i don't know (laughs) they're probably both they're both like deep fried right because they make their own chips but i just love the chips and i i think it's the crunch that is more satisfying to me than the fries um, but this sandwich is always a lot. It's usually two pieces of chicken breast on there. I'm always like, or it's, it's like they the butterfly it. So it looks like it's, that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is, it's but it's always so large that it's extending off the bun. Yes. So I'm usually cutting it in half and like reconfiguring it to make it like all fit on the bun. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it's the type of meal where like I stop what I'm doing. Like I'm not on my phone. I'm not like, I like ignore whoever <laughs> I'm talking with, to your and food. I just, yeah, I just focus. And, and at that moment, it's just me and the sandwich and nothing else exists yeah. in the world. And when I, I remember when I first got this, I was like, raspberry mustard. I don't know how I feel about that. But so the raspberry, good. yeah, in the mix with mm. like the savory tastes of the chicken. And that, you know, which is like, And that brioche bun. Yeah. And the brie cheese, just all of it together is yeah. a little food symphony in the mouth. And it is so, so, so good. I didn't think I meant, I don't think I mentioned the price yet, but it's $11.99. And one thing I can tell you about Gasparilla Island Grill um, well, I'm going to say two things. One, it's a little slow. They move a little slowly over there. They're definitely relaxed in the kitchen. But um, that air conditioning in that location is probably the strongest and coldest air conditioning <laughs> of anywhere that I've been in huh. any Disney location, on or off stage. It is so cold in there. Um, we were, I was uh, doing a tour for new cast members. And um, during our off time and our break time, I feel like I have to make sure I mention it was during our break time. We went and got lunch over at Gasparilla. And I was like, you know, what? it's so hot out. We have great food. And it's really so, so, so cold in there. And we were like shivering <laughs> by the end of it. We were like, we finally thawed out. Uh, or we finally froze up from from sweating all day. Because yes. we were going park to park to look at some locations of things. But um, I just really like it over there. It's really relaxing. Obviously, it's a beautiful resort. But the food at the quick mm-hmm. service I happen to like. And the chicken and brie is my all-time favorite resort meal i know i was kind of surprised that you didn't do um grand floridian cafe but i was like well, it's but table I, service okay yeah, i was so. like and I, but i don't know how expensive that meal is either it's it's definitely it's definitely the more fried, than 15 dollars um, some of the some of the breakfast items might fall in our budget but if i'm getting if i'm gonna yeah. go there i'm gonna get like a larger breakfast but yeah look for the grand floridian cafe to land probably spoiler on my go-to um, splurge meals yeah. when we get there to resorts because the buttermilk fried chicken. Anyway, that's your jam. You'll hear you'll hear me more. You'll hear more about that from me later on in life. So more on that later. Those are some <laughs> go go-to budgets across the resorts, and of course there are some maybe that you like that we didn't mention. Feel free to recommend them to us. I'm always yeah. trying, willing to try new things. So um, let us know, and we'll talk about it. Add it to uh, the maybe list later on. Yeah. All right. Is it time for a little? Uh, we got a couple news nugs. All right, you got a couple of nugs. I do. So let's dive in. Oh, gorsh. Dipping them in my sauce. Um, okay, so the first one we're going to talk about is Tiana's Bayou Adventure. 
Uh, we have mentioned this before. It like it was announced in 2020 that they were going to be doing this, um, taking over Splash Mountain and changing it into a new attraction. But they have now announced that it's going to be opening in late 2024, and that's in Disneyland and in Walt Disney World. So um, this has just kind of been a big deal lately because they're like, all right, like it's officially happening. Um, and I'm just going to read off of like just sort of the the whole like overview of the ride. It says. Tiana's Bayou Adventure will take guests on a musical adventure inspired by the beloved story and characters from the fan favorite film, uh, which is Princess and the Frog. Picking up where the film left off, guests will join Princess Tiana, Naveen, and jazz-loving alligator Louie on an adventure through the bayou as they prepare to host a one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras celebration where everyone is welcome. Along the way, guests mm -hmm. will encounter familiar faces, make new friends, and travel through the bayou to original music inspired by songs from the film as they are brought into the next chapter of Tiana's story. So we are going to be getting new original music. There's going to be characters you know and new characters. Oh. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it is. I mean, obviously. One of the new characters is the ghost of Ray and his <laughs> beloved Evangeline or whatever the name yeah. is. Yeah, Evangeline. Raymond. <laughs> yes. I will say that whether you agree or disagree or care or don't care that it's going from um, Splash Mountain mm -hmm. to Tiana's Bayou Adventure, if nothing else, we're getting an updated version of the ride, right? right so like the right. insides will be new because I, th I think it needs it. Yeah. Again, regardless of what characters are in there, either way, it needs to be like really, really redone on the inside because it looks very 90s and not, and I know that yeah. like we're a fan of the 90s, but it is not the 90s. It does need like uh, a, ref a refresh. So if nothing else, you're getting a brand new inside, you know, interior of the attraction. Yeah. I mean, I think we're just at that age where it's like, you know, we don't like change. We mm -hmm. There are things that are very nostalgic to us, but at least we have the technology to make things pretty cool. So I'm excited to I see so, what yeah. they're going to do with it. Um, just with like the increase in like the technology that we have today and how they're going to take that and do this whole new yes. thing. Because I feel like they have to know that they have to nail this or people are going to like legitimately be pissed. So yes, I think they're going into it knowing that. Um, but yeah, so they're going to be working on this at Disneyland and Disney World at the same time. And it just says late 2024. So we'll see how yeah. all of that progresses. And I don't want to start a fight. Yeah. But if you're upset that Disney IP or as by the way, I feel like that phrase is tossed around so uh, frequently yeah. but intellectual property, AKA characters or right. movie characters. If you're upset that Disney IP is being injected to this attraction, may I remind you that it was always Disney IP yeah. because it yeah. was most people will like forget about song of the South. It's just, they've, they've been trying to get away from song of the South for a really yes. long time. Um, and Correct. so now they're was... doing it and they're doing like the complete opposite where they're actually celebrating certain things that they yes. want to celebrate and not things that they don't want to celebrate. So, which is why in the description that you read, they say, uh, you know, a place where everyone is welcome. Yeah, a little different yes, than, exactly. than the song of the South. Um, the other little nugget that I had is that the Bippity Boppity Boutique is returning on August 25th. Oh. So, um, I don't have kids and obviously I like was not even aware that they still weren't really running the boutique um yeah. but nope but it is coming back and that is also disneyland and a disney world at magic kingdom specifically um and the grand floridian those locations they've got another one in disney springs but those are all returning august 25th oh if you have been to the grand floridian since you know everything reopened for covid there's just a little sign in the window that says sorry we're closed yeah. and it's so sad 
So it's up on the second floor in the main yeah. lobby of the Grand Floridian. So it'll be cool because it's all like if you've ever been up there, it's all like these big floor to ceiling glass windows where you could like see in. So like the lights are dim, like it's kind of sad. So it'll be cool to walk by there and see all the little yeah. kids getting done. up. And, you know, I just something that I didn't really like put together in my head is like as I'm thinking, I'm like the last few times we've been there, we haven't seen like anybody that's been to the boutique you know what i mean like normally you yeah. when you're walking around you're seeing tons of you kids them, yep. that have been to the boutique and i'm like i just yeah. didn't even pay attention to the fact that we didn't see anybody because it's not even open so pretty much you any can... of the costumes you're seeing are like people that are just doing it on their From own home. but yep. like you know when you see the bippity boppity kids you do, that you're like because they have they have the perfect hair bun. Perfect it's like bun. Perfect, and it's full of. It looks like they have dust. a massive yeah. headache from the hair bun, yeah. and then there's just <laughs> glitter everywhere. So, yes. all the glitter. But yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. All right. Let's jump back in time for some Disney history. As always, brought to you in partnership with the Mouselets, who are constantly putting out some fun and unique Disney content on their TikTok and Instagram, and over at their website. But they have also some fun stuff for sale, some bags and whatnot mm-hmm. that are pretty unique. Um, I actually am going to do two items, if I may, if I could indulge in you. a personal memory as well as okay. a normal Disney history item. But believe it or not, this week, two years ago, it was July 7th, um, which is probably the single most memorable day I've had as an adult which was when I had the honor and privilege, and that like, and not to be dramatic, like the true honor and privilege of participating in the cast preview mm-hmm. of the reopening of Magic Kingdom. It was the first option. It was July seventh. It was hot as heck, mm-hmm. and I had to take off work to do it. And we had just gotten called back to work. I was like, I'm so sorry, I have to ask for a day off, but we're going to Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, we went open to close. It was like nine to six or nine to seven. It was when the park wasn't open, like a big long day, and. I just remember parking at Ticket Transportation Center, getting on the ferry, literally crying mm-hmm. on the boat. I like we had tears in our eyes. Yes. And um, we got into Magic Kingdom. We walked through the turnstile, and the main street was lined with legacy cast members. Those are the cast members who have the blue name tag, which means they won the Walt Disney Legacy Award. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, now that I've been involved in the process to nominate someone, um, it is quite the process. So, like, you really have to earn it. And uh, they were all clapping and welping, welcoming, welcoming us home. And we were, like, obviously crying. And I remember recording some videos of me walking down Main Street. And if you look, there's they're actually still on my story. Yeah, I, think I was I actually, like... I think I left them up. Yeah. They're still there. And you can see the... T- like, and I wasn't trying... I don't... I'm not doing it for the attention. Like, I just was actually overcome with emotion. And I was trying to talk through it. And you can see my eyes, like, welling up with the tears, like, being on Main Street. And it was such a cool... Such a cool day. Um, not in a literal sense. It was hot as hell. But yeah. it was such a cool day. Um, and I'll never forget it, and I can't believe that was two years ago. Oh, no, you right? need to, like, repost those on our story. Um, yeah, I'll post a few. Yeah. So you can get emotional. So that was one of my two yeah. things. Uh, <laughs> uh, but a, a fun memory. But anyway, this week in 1994, The Legend of the Lion King premiered in the Fantasyland Theater. This is now PhilharMagic. It's been a couple yeah. of things over the years, but it was for a long time The uh, Legend of the Lion King. And you might remember it was a stage show, but... They did have puppets there. It's like similar to the Voyage of the Little Mermaid in Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Um, you know, they have some some puppetry going on. I have on to in say, it, I, I just... don't remember any of that. Probably, I, oh, that, really? Because that may have been a time where if I was at Disney, that was not something we were going to see. Okay. Like, it was like, nah, we're going to go do rides. Because okay. I'm like, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it was there for eight years. So, 94 to 2002, and then it became uh, PhilharMagic. Yeah. But... 
yeah, it's just one of those things, like, it was a staple from my childhood, basically, in fantasy land. Yeah. Well, I'm taking us back to the best year ever, and that's 1985. And I think we all know why. Um, yes. But this was when more than 60,000 people showed up to watch Tinkerbell's inaugural flight over the Magic Kingdom Park. And I was like, man, because I had been wondering, I wonder when that all started. And just so happens to be in the summer of 1985. Wow. You weren't even born yet. No, I was growing. I was, I was couple, in the oven. I was a couple months old, if you will. Yes. Um, it was originally planned as like a seasonal holiday specta- spectacle thing, um, but mm-hmm. they had like such a big like reaction to it um, that they that's when they like decided to do it for the like nightly event stuff. So yeah, okay. 1985. 19, 1985. That's the first thing that popped in my Is head. Is it really? That year. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, all right. Well, before we wrap it up today, um, well, I'm gonna help wrap it up, but before Greg wraps it up with his quote. If you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can leave us a review on iTunes. We've received some really sweet reviews lately. So thank you guys. Um, our, you know, our beloved listeners. Thank you for your sweet reviews. We do appreciate that. We haven't had like a nasty review in a while. Or I guess I should say yeah, I have, I haven't had one in a while, <laughs> a constructive <laughs> criticism one. Um, so thank you guys for those reviews. It does help others locate us easier in just the whole universe of Disney podcasts. So we appreciate you there. Mm. Um, you can follow along with us on Instagram or TikTok, pretty much mainly Instagram, but we're at that Park Life Podcast. And if you'd like to leave us a question, you can do so on our IG highlight there. It's Ask Beg Beg. We can we never get <laughs> it right. Time. We have not gotten Every it right time. yet. Ask Beth and Greg. Um, that's on our That Park Life Podcast Instagram. If you want to follow our personal accounts, I am at the Real Beth McDonald. And I am at the Disney Greg. Yes. And as always, if you want to submit a request for an episode, share a magical cast member moment, because we love to hear those as well, um, or just share some, some Disney magic, we would like to send magic grams to your loved ones. You can do that over at our website. It's thatparklifepodcast.com. We did get a um, Ask Beth and Greg um, last week that I'm, I'm excited to answer. It's a fun question, so we'll, we'll, do, it, uh, we'll do it next week. Okay, yeah. There were two like personal questions, I guess, for me. So we'll talk about them next week. Anyway, I have a quote for us. And I figured since Princess Tiana is on our brains. Tiana? It's in our our hearts. (laughs) This week, we'll do a little quote from the princess and the frog. Quote, if you do your best each and every day, good things are sure to come your way. You got to dig a little deeper. Find out what you... Anyways. Okay, so um, I figured to play us out this week a little more of Anika Noni Rose singing Wishes um, again, because again, Tiana's just on the brain this week. So thank you for joining us again, and we'll see you all next week. See Bye, everybody. See you next week. You wish upon a star Makes no difference